Our text for this morning's sermon is taken from the gospel lesson with special emphasis on the following words. Behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness. This is our text. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters of our Lord Jesus Christ, research tells us that the human voice carries so much information about people's identities that one can recognize the voice of a friend or a loved one with just two words. This morning there is a similar voice recognition when it comes to John the Baptist. His voice is recognized by the mere prophecy attached to it. John the Baptist is the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Now, I want you to think about the wilderness for a few moments. That's where he, his voice is heard. The wilderness or desert is perhaps one of the harshest places to be. I want you to think about that in terms of your lives when you're in the harshest place to be. We find that sometimes, don't we? That we're in harsh places where things don't go well for us. Now with regard to the desert or wilderness in the daytime, the heat can be unbearable. And then at night, the temperatures drop and the cold chills you to the bone. The desert doesn't care about who you are, what color your skin is, whether you're rich or poor, famous or unknown, popular or shunned, powerful or weak young or old, man or woman. It seeks to devour all who trespass its boundaries. To be sure, your possessions, which you hold so tightly, well, they don't help you there, but make your going more difficult if you try to take them along. The things that mean so much to us mean very little in the wilderness, in the desert. Its barrenness makes you realize that you're in trouble, that you lack what you need to survive. Are you still thinking about when things don't go well with you? I'm attaching this desert thing to that because that's what God does through his word. When you realize that you're in the desert, you're in the wasteland of a fallen world, and you're going to end up suffering and dying. Likewise, there are wild animals out there that, that quite frankly, seek to take your life they want you gone. The Apostle Peter, 
Well, he applies this to our spiritual lives, this, the wild animals wanting to get rid of us, to destroy us, when he says these words, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. That's what the evil one does, and the evil one is real. Now, John is uh, the voice of the one crying in the wilderness because, well, quite frankly, that's where he can get your attention. When things are going well, when you feel like the, nothing's going to stop me now, when you feel like uh, you're on top of the world, you don't listen very well. Nor do I. You, got, you get caught up in the false narratives of a fallen world that that says you determine your own destiny, you determine who you are, you're God. Well, that narrative is false. And when you're thinking those things, it's tough to get your attention. So the voice comes crying, not when everything's going well, but you hear it when things are not going well at all. He does it there to get your attention. Someone once told me people, many people don't listen to you when you're preaching sermons at weddings. But everybody's listening at a funeral. I think that's true. What's the desert and wilderness like? Well, it's a place of death. It can be a place where the silence is deafening. Where there's no TV or radio in the background, no children playing outside, or when you're facing the death of a loved one, when you're in that desert, no soothing sound of the breathing or the heartbeat of your loved one next to you. There is just Silence. Silence so deep, it closes in on you. Until you hear something. And what you hear out there in the desert is the inner voice of your conscience. And you know what it does? It testifies against you. It reminds you of those things in your your past that you tried so hard to hide. You thought they were gone, but now you hear about them again. It reminds you of your shortcomings and failures, missed opportunities and regrets, all the foolish and hurtful things that you have said and done. The would-haves, should-haves, and could-haves. You wish you could just shut it off, turn it off, 
You wish you could, but your accuser, the devil, he will not let you. That's what he wants you to hear. Over and over and over again. And that's what he wants you to hear about other people as well. Well, today you hear a different voice. Today you hear the voice of John the Baptist. A voice that silences your accuser. A voice that makes straight the path to hearing the word of God. The grass withers, the flowers fall, and all of those silent, siren voices of a fallen world and of your kind, they're all going to be silenced. But the word of God, the word of our God, stands forever. John comes in the midst of this wilderness of sin, death, and the devil as the voice. The voice that breaks the silence and quiets your accuser. The voice that leads you into the water, the water of life, the water of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Repentance is a change of mind, a change of heart. It's a recognition that there's a different way. There's God's way in Christ. And that's the only way of life and peace. John's voice is not like the siren voices of a fallen world. He doesn't point you to yourself, to doing what you think or what others of a fallen world think. He points you to Jesus. You see, in the desert, the only life is where the water is. Well, the only life for us in the wilderness of this fallen world is where Jesus is, with the water of his life. The life that he gives you is his. John's is the voice of preaching that says, quote, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. This is the only voice that directs you not to yourself. All the other ones do. The siren voices of a a fallen world, they just say try harder, work harder, do this, do that. That's what they all say. They all make you the subject of the verbs of your salvation. Only John, whose voice, voicing the word of God, only John directs you not to self, but to God and to what God gives you in Christ. He's the voice that promised, quote, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And he's done that, hasn't he? He's given you his spirit, his life, that conquers even death. For John, he came as a witness, to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light we hear, 
He was not the light, but came to witness about the light. John comes to you, the voice that calls you to the water of life. And it's not where you might think it is. You're not going to die without your family. You're not going to die without your job. You're not going to die if you get a bad grade on a test. You die without Christ for eternity. First and foremost, you need him. He speaks the truth about your sins, and deep down, you know it, don't you? And so do I. He deals with the realities, not the false narratives. And he changes the realities through the reality of his suffering, death, and resurrection. The water of life is where our Savior, where he is. For Jesus stood in the water with us, didn't he? And he was baptized by John, but not for himself, but for you. You see, his baptism worked opposite of yours. His was for the taking in of the sin, of all that's wrong with the world, for every last human being, taking it into himself and burying it in his death, rising victorious over it in his resurrection. He did that for you. The voice of John came to testify about Jesus. And once, once Jesus speaks, well, John's voice goes away. His job is done. For the one who comes after him, Jesus, who speaks after him, is greater than he. John puts it this way, the strap of whose sandals he is unworthy to untie. He says, he must increase. I must decrease. St. Augustine once wrote, and I put it in your green sheet, He wrote, John is the voice, but the Lord is the beginning. The Lord in the beginning was the Word. And John is a voice for a time. But Christ, well, he's the eternal Word from the beginning. He's God. God who is here to save you. God who is here to be with you to save you. God set apart to take everything that's wrong with you and make things right. God who is your Savior. So the voice heard through John the Baptist, through the prophets before him, through the apostles and now those in apostolic ministry after him, it's really the voice of Jesus. It is his word that we hear. And you'll recognize it by looking in his word, the word that stands forever, whether it's the word of God or not. The spirit at work through his word has given you this voice recognition. 
given to you to know that God is here with you and for you to save you, that the evil one's been overcome, that he can't harm you anymore. He's with you here and for you. He's given you to know that. This is really good news, isn't it? Yes, it is. For as Jesus say, as Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and our lives in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.